Welcome to episode 146 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 146 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good, Bevan. How about you? Well, I'm pretty good, mate, because I'm in a hotel room in Auckland and you know what's happened? What's happened? There's no air conditioning in it. <laughs> it's pretty I hot. Love that. I had to sleep with my doors open and it's right in the central city. Horns are going off all night. They what, slept like an angel. Oh, I bet you did. <laughs> I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com and for all your world's best coffee needs, trybuys.com. Get on there, get all the deals, get your gear, look hot for your season. And athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes for all your tracking results and social needs. This week's show is a bit of a short one because I'm out of town and John Bo couldn't be bothered doing much. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's pretty epic camp week. It's a busy week. That's right. Next week we're going to have so much content. But we've got a little bit of news. There's not much news happening in the Ironman world at the moment. Uh, we've got a hot topic. We've got an age group of the week. And then what do we have, John Bo? Got good old Gordo Meister on, uh, so Gordo's going to talk about a few things, a new few business developments for him, um, obviously in the triathlon world, and he's not going to be down on Epic Camp for, for this first New Zealand camp, so we thought we'd get him on, have a bit of a chin wag, and, and um, we've got a few good tips for him, um, to, tips for athletes as well, as well as talking about Gordo's business. Nice, and then we'll do a little bit at the end, and it's all good. So first of all, we have news, and there's actually no news this week, we've got some gossip, and that's as good as you've got to get this week. Apparently, and through the rumour mill, Challenge may be having a half-distance race in Australia. I know, and the, well, one thing we can confirm is um, that Challenge uh, Challenge Wanaka, they're going to have a half Ironman there next year, so I think it's a, a fantastic move, so I don't know whether this person, our, our source, has got their information correct, whether that was a little bit confused, but there's definitely going to be um, a mm. half Ironman. Challenge Wanaka, which is going to be great. Because I, uh, I was thinking about doing Ash Vegas as a half, yeah, you know, so... For, for, for people doing Ironman, um, you know, who, who are doing Taupo in New Zealand, uh, Wanaka will be perfect timing to do a good half Ironman hit out. It's probably, it's probably about seven, seven, maybe eight weeks out, or probably more like seven to, um, to Taupo, so it's, it's really good timing. And then you get to kick back and, um, and relax and, and watch the, the Ironman race down there with the Iron Distance race, as well as watching, um, you know, the, if they have the Contact Energy Tri-Series down there on Friday night as well, you get to see some of the elite guys racing around. So... It's going to be a fantastic few days of racing next year. I think they really lifted the game this year, and uh, yeah, I think it'll be lifted again next year with the half. And and I think if they, I think in Australia, you know, I still think there's um, there seems to be demand for more races, and I, I would imagine they could probably almost run an Iron Distance race over there because um, yeah. you know, Ironman. Ironman and uh, Port Macquarie seems to fill up pretty easily, and Western Australia is really building in popularity. And I think um, it probably is scoped to do one over there. So I hope the half one, I'm sure, will do well I'm if they do it. I'm see what they do with the bike course in Monaco. Yeah, I can't quite figure that out because it's going to be run concurrently with the Iron Distance race, from what I understand. Well, so. Well, no, on the same day, so I'm not quite sure how you get 90 kilometres out of the, the, the course they do down there um, without confusing the hell out of athletes, but I'm sure they will have, will have thought that through and it'll all, all come together on the day, but yeah, like you, I'm, I'm sort of thinking about doing it as well. I think it'd be a um, great, great race, and I think it, you know, it'd be really cool on that run course, especially really trying to smoke one lap on that course. I think it'd be, um, be really cool. 
Yeah, great. Uh, the other rumor we've got, now we're not sure if it's true or not, but apparently Mecca and Crowe are going to be on head-to-head in Singapore 70.3 in March. Uh, the Singapore race is going to be pretty big, I think, this year because um, I know, well, I know quite a few um, ITU athletes that are going to be racing, and some that I coach, <laughs> um, maybe maybe in attendance, and also, you know, I've heard Sam Warriner from New Zealand is going to be there, and she put in such a great performance at um, the Port of Tauranga, half Ironman here in New Zealand, smoking Joe Lawn. And then, uh, you know, last year Chrissy was there. I really think you're gonna, you'll see all of um, the Team BB athletes because they'll probably be based in the Philippines. So it could be a huge, huge day. And if you're yeah, Macca and Crowe going head to head, it's, it's guaranteed to be good watching. Why, why Singapore? Why is it so popular? Is it time of year or is it good money or? Time of the year, really. I mean, it's it's March. So, so I think you'll see the ITU athletes that. Um, They'll be coming off their winter base, so they'll be nice and fit and um, and just in the middle of their base phase, so that they won't have uh, won't be worried about it interrupting their their racing season. You know, the, the World Championship Series doesn't start until I think it's early May, which is actually also in Singapore. Um, so they won't be too concerned about it. And uh, and for all the Ironman athletes, you know, um, again for them, it's an early season hit out before they really start their big training for whatever Ironman they're they're up for. So. I think it's going to be big, and it's a different time of the year. But I think last year it was um, a lot later in the year, and athletes were using it as preparation for for Kona. Um, whereas this year in March, I think um, they'll draw a really strong field. Great. Uh, another piece of news: you haven't actually got on here, Coach John. Coach John him on Channel One News on the weekend. Did you catch that, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. But Joe texted me and said, "John's on the news." And so, <laughs> superstar. Um, I'm, I'm moving up from Z grade uh, Z grade podcast celebrity to. <laughs> High grade uh, TV star, I guess. No, it was uh, a lot of people seem to see uh, TV One News. So I was racing down in Timaru at the weekend, and uh, the commentators down there every lap I came round. Oh, it's John Newsom. He was on TV One News last. <laughs> no, it's good. To be um, see how things uh, pan out with Andrea, but so far so good. Their running is coming along quite nicely. Very good. So uh, next week we're pretty much going to get straight to our Epic Camp interviews. It's going to be a pretty busy week. We've got Epic Camp coming up, and uh, some big, well, some news on that, eh, John Burr? We've got Chris McDonald who's, who's signed up to come along, so uh, that's going to certainly push people to their limits a little bit. Might may mean a bit of uh, extra intensity on the bike, but you know, he's he's coming off Challenge Wanaka, so he, I think he's really viewing it as um, a good, you know, solid volume week. Um, even even with him pedaling one leg, I still still think he'll be faster than most of us on the bike. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, what attitude he takes towards it. He's he's done plenty of epic camps in the early years uh, when it was very informal with Gordo and Scott. So um, yeah, he's obviously strong, and it's going to be great for all the athletes to be around someone who has come. Yeah, yeah, who's at that level. So he's an Ironman winner, um, but also he's come from you know fairly humble beginnings in terms of what he was like as an athlete. And I still, when I watch Chris, you, you still see that. He, you know, he, he battles in the swim. He really has to work hard to get through the swim. He's not a natural swimmer. And likewise, with his running, he's not a natural runner. He's a very big guy, um, but he can keep chugging along at that four-minute K pace. Um, but I think if you ask questions of him over short course, uh, you know, I think he'd really struggle to crank out a, a fast 5K, but that doesn't mean he's not a, you know, that, that, that doesn't matter when you're, when you're doing Ironman. So I think he's just got that that ability to go at um, a, a good speed on the run. He's, and he still needs to work on his swim, but he, he's certainly very, very strong on the bike. So, yeah, it'd be good to have him around. He's going to be hammering us. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he could, but it'll, it'll be nice to know that um, you've always got free rides. If you can hang on to his wheel, 
I don't think he'll have any problems just sitting on the front. He won't be complaining and just dragging everybody along. So it could be good fun. Good times. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Epic Camp? No, I, th- I just think uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully this weather holds. We're just having the most incredibly awesome summer ever yeah. here in New Zealand. And so no doubt it's going to bucket down with rain. It always does at some stage on Epic Camp. But uh, fingers crossed it'll uh, hold together. I think it's just going to be an interesting camp. We've got, we're have got we going to have three females on the camp um, who are going to be doing the riding. So we have Marilyn McDonald. She's really just going to be riding. That's Chris's partner. She's focusing on his cycling now. Um, Tara Norton and uh, Joe Carrot and and all those three girls are going to be some of the strongest strongest riders on the camp. So some of the guys' egos may be taking a bit of a hit, which um, which will be interesting to see how they react to that. Whether they try to keep up and uh, and and detonate themselves because uh, last year you know we we, we saw how strong um, Tara Tara was and uh, and then likewise this year and uh, or last year and. And Italy, Joe Carrot was just smoking the majority of the guys up the climb. So, yeah, no, it should be good fun. Good times. Uh, that's pretty much it. News for this week. Age group. Yes. Oh no, hot topic of the week. So last week we had a hot topic, and John put down the your favourite swim sets. And uh, well, John, do you want to start? Yeah, it was. It was. We had some weak uh, weak responses here. Um, I was really hoping to see some big. Kane at sets, but uh, yeah, it was, it was. We got some responses, but uh, I was hoping hoping for a bit more from the audience, but but that's okay. So I'll kick off with old Shawno the Porno, the IM team uh, biker. His favourite swim workout is the spa pool recovery. He loves hundred IMs um, and some crazy skips, swim kick IM pool swim sets. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go down to Gary Fig, and this set is a modification of one of Gordo's 400E, I mean ME sets. Uh, Link gives the full set, but it's basically eight 400s, base R10, then negative 10, 20, negative 30, plus 10, negative 10, negative 30, negative 50, one minute rest. The heck does that mean, John? Uh, it's just basically you work off a base time, so if people want to oh, check okay. that out, go onto the, uh, the link, and then it's, uh, it's your base time minus 10 seconds, and then minus 30 and then you, you so you speed it up and then you slow it down and then you speed it up again so um yeah sounds like an interesting set haven't done it myself um old ross muir um from strasbourg says the im simulator once a month a legendary session amongst amongst strasbourg ironmen he's a good swimmer um i've sat on his feet a couple of times in epic camp i'm not an epic camp on uh, camp, camp kick the workout is 3,800 metres long, um, and it simulates dry land, warm-up, fast start, cruising speed, and a transition while fatigue um, requires, required an Ironman. So you do a warm-up on poolside with um, swinging your arms around and stuff, as you probably would before a race, and then you do four times, 150 metres fast, and then 800 metres Ironman pace, and you have one minute in between each repeat. So basically that, and then you simulate the full Ironman transition after the fourth repeat. So I think it's, but it's a really good set, actually. Um, yeah. You know, what a lot of people don't do is they don't practice um, race starts on very, very limited warm-up, um, and that's what this does. You know, on, on race day, you're lucky if you get maybe 100, 200 metres in, um, and some people just go and stand straight in the water. So this teaches you to sort of get off the line at a good pace and uh, and sort of deal with the you know the lactate and stuff that builds up early in the race and then sort of settling down into Ironman pace so you get some good distance in there. So nice one, Ross. Would you wear your wetsuit? Uh, if you, if the pool was cold enough, yeah. Um, you know, if you wear wetsuits in the pool, uh, you know, most especially indoor pools, um, you can't last that long. You know, it's you know if you can crank out fifteen hundred to two k, you're doing pretty well. But if it's a if it's a coolish outdoor pool, by all means, I'd wear a wetsuit. Poor old Huey. 
He's uh, he's glad to be able to swim at the moment. He sprained sprained his ankle. The poor guy. He can't run or cycle. Oh, oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just off to the pool to do some four hundreds now. So you know that's that's Huey. Old uh, Philly Philly wee Phil Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> One of his favourite swim sets is easy to keep track of, and it's ascending and a descending ladder. Uh, to do a warm up with a mixture of freestyle drills, etc., and then you basically go uh, do ascending with paddles and pool boy, and then descending swim only for a challenge. Um, flip between easy, moderate, moderately hard, easy. And it's basically going 50, 100, 150, 200, 250, 300, 350, 400, 450, and then you go all the way down again. Nice one. Have you done something like that? You would have done everything. Yeah. I've done everything. <laughs> Do you feel like the, um, the above the pyramid set, uh, alternative body, a pool boy and swim. So this is a 1250 set, so it can be done for a short session or repeated. But I am training up to 400 takes about about 3k basically including warm up and warm down so that's kind of mm. yep. that's pretty much all I've got the only other comment that, that did pop up here um, uh, from Fegan maybe another swim topic um, pool boys more harm than good it was interesting to hear that uh, Chris McDonald now I think when I interviewed him the other day uh, at Challenge said he does all his swimming with paddles and a pool boy now <laughs> so it's I, I don't know whether, don't know whether he meant exclusively 100%, but he said uh, he does everything with a pool boy and uh, and paddles. So, it, in terms of my opinion, I think people can get very lazy when they start putting um, a pool boy only on. Um, I think it's got its place to give you a little bit of variety. Um, I tend to like people when they've got the pool boy on to wear a band, um, so it actually makes it a little bit harder. Oh, um, I do that. I die when I do that. Uh, if you got a pool boy in, mate, you'd be able to, you'd be cope with that. If your bands only is very difficult, um, but bands with a pool boy is not so bad. Uh, and and likewise with paddles, I think paddles are, are really good. They give you a good different feel for the water, um, and they can build a little bit of strength. But it's not something you want to be doing all the time. So um, in terms of my opinion, I think they've both got a place. But uh, sometimes you see people just putting a pool boy in, um, and just because they're, they're getting lazy. Um, it's good, really good. Um, Good to use though when you're doing some recovery stuff post race. Whenever I see Molina at the pool, he's always got his pedals on. Like, yeah, Molina, he loves his pedals. Yeah, he's always got them on. Eh? Make yeah. him swim even faster, it breaks my heart. Um, yeah. Okay, so in this week's discussion is who's going to be the breakthrough athlete of 2009? Now, look, we only want one female. And one male. We want no list. That's what you put, John. Because <laughs> we, we always do this in like a, who's going to be a favorite for a race or something. And people start writing lists. You basically got one opportunity here to do one male and one female. So we don't want any not lists. Not this athlete of the year. It's the breakthrough athlete of 2009. I'm going to say one. I've got a comment for next week on that, actually. I had, I had uh, heard some gossip at the weekend, but um, I'll, I'll save that for a comment on that next week. Well, actually, because we're going to be on Epic Camp, but no, I was talking um, to a guy uh, who's training up in Auckland, and uh, he's been doing a bit of training with Terenzo, and uh, Terenzo apparently is definitely racing Ironman New Zealand, and uh, and apparently he's on fire, running very, very fast, so uh, I think that can be a re- could be a really, really interesting matchup if, uh, I presume, Kieran Doe will prob- probably be racing, and Cameron Brown and Terenzo Bazzoni. So those three really give you three different dimensions to the race. You know, you could, you certainly could see Kieran Doe <clears throat> just trying to smash it off the front and trying to get, you know, between a five to ten minute lead coming oh, off the bike. That's his strategy, isn't it? That's what he does. 
it is. And you know, last year he finished third, um, but but you never know what what's going to happen with Kieran, whether he's going to finish first or last or DNF or, or whatever. So, but he certainly adds another element to the race. You know, Cameron's going to be consistent, and he's going to run you know about a two forty five, uh, and he's going to probably finish in a low eight twenty. But Terenzo, you know, he could completely rip the race apart if he can uh, if he has got the bike volume under his legs, if he gets his nutrition right. Um, he could just he, who knows what he could run um, so it's just it's I mean New Zealand if, if they're all fit and they're all on their game on the day it's going to be a fascinating race what's the swim like I mean what's his bike like Terenzo yeah Good. Yeah, I mean, like uh, last year, I mean, um, he's broken course records in half Ironmans um, when they've been non-drafting. He's ridden off the front at the 70.3 champs the year before last. I think he was first off the bike. He did fade on the run. Um, but no, he's got the all-round package, so uh, he's going to be one to look out for. But he's still young, and um, you never know what people are going to do in their first Ironman. But I think, you know, he's, he's chosen that Ironman's going to be what he's going to do, and he wants to win Kona. Um, and it, uh, who oh, knows? So it's it a and this is a total shift in career. It's no longer Olympics. It's yeah, no, no. I think he's he's going for Kona. So, uh, so I'm sure he'll still be mainly focusing on the 70.3s um, for his, his money. But um, you know, the thing with Kona is, as we see with Crowe, once once you're in, and if you can uh, get in that top ten, then you know you don't have to race another Ironman each year. So Crowe chooses not to race Ironman. He chooses to prepare doing 70.3s and uh, and then he rocks up and he wins Kona and, and that means he can race more regularly and, and earn more money uh, what do you think because like you know Bazone Bazone is like a young man he's a pretty good ITU guy you know like if he'd stuck at that for a longer surely he'd be like an Olympic kind of potential medalist yeah, I completely agree. I think he's, um, you know, I'd prefer to see him um, racing short course, but four years is a long time. Um, and, you know, whether he wanted to wait another four years before he tried Ironman, um, that, I guess that's the decision he had to weigh up. And I think he's, you know, I think once you go to Ironman, there's no turning back. Um, well, you might be able to get away with it for just doing it for one season and a couple of Ironmans, but um, I think once you made that commitment, you can't come back to short, to short course and, and do really well. You can do well. But to be, you know, I think he's a potential Olympic medalist, and um, yeah, he, he's chosen to go down the Kona route. I think I think it's great for like Ironman because he's, he's like, you know, he's a star that guy, and so to get someone of his ability so young, actually in his prime, because you know, like a lot of these ITU guys come at the end of their career, and sure they're great athletes still, <laughs> and maybe it's made them good Ironman athletes because they have that base training behind them. But you know, to get someone in their prime to focus on Ironman, that could be really fascinating, eh? No, it should be good. So watch that space. We'll, um, first weekend in March, we'll see how it goes. Okay, well, we've got a, a, an age group of the week. Let's try to do this together. Ready? One, two, three. Age, age group age. of the week. Okay, you kind of pulled out a little bit there, John. Commitment. <laughs> you don't, you've taken away who actually sends the email. No, Andrew Kerr sent this one. Oh, good old T-Rex of Try. Yeah. You asked for any backed-up age groupers of the week that we've had. Well, I've got one. No question about this one. He's had a show named after him and been a general good egg all year and now deserves a bit of credit. Thomas Peoples, oh, good old Thomas Peoples, remember the Thomas Peoples show? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did the Forest Man this year, he had a string of encouraging results early on in the year going under five hours in the slightly under-distance Bala, Bala, yep. Bala? Uh, Bala, whatever. Um, Half-distance Ironman and qualified for the age group Great Britain duathlon team. He pinched up the Ironman, oh, Forest Man Iron Distance race. Details of blah, 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 blah. And had a heap of fun. Well, I say fun. 
Uh, good old Thomas went well for much of the race till the run when he had a bit of a pear shape. We went a bit pear shape. Most people would have taken the easy option and went to hospital when they <laughs> when they collapsed. Thomas took the hard option, walk, ran, hobbled towards the iron iron, iron woods. Uh, his report is a good read. I'll put a link to that on www.iamtalk.m. I mean, yeah, iamtalk.me. Uh, Thomas tends to write stuff well. So on the 15th of July, most of his recent blog posts state that he's been getting back into running again, not just as fast as he managed before. A definite candidate for age group a week, finishing at all costs, respecting the distance and taking the rep in the name of the whole distance. So I haven't actually read his report. Have you looked, John? I haven't had a report yet, but uh, you know, sounds like he battled through some pretty tough times. And, uh, now. and it, officially, I guess you can't be called an Iron Man because uh, you've got to get that bloody call in across the line. But if you've done an Iron Distance race, you know, I think we agreed a while ago that you certainly can call yourself an Iron Man. So, yeah, well done on him. You know what I love about Thomas Peoples? If you go to his Try Talk blog, he's got the 103, the Thomas Peoples show from I Am Talk. Oh, God. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Good work. He's a legend. Good. Okay, so that's your age group of weeks. We're going to check our interview of Gordo on now. Um, anything you want to say before we put on Jumbo? No, I think everybody knows Gordo. So he talks about what's coming up with him uh, in the next few months and new book coming out uh, and obviously some developments in his business world. So here's Gordo. Here's Gordo. Okay, on, uh, on this week's show, we're very happy to have uh, Gordo back again. The legend is back in the house. Yeah, he might not be coming on the Epic Camp, but he's still going to give us a little podcast interview and tell us what's happening in Gordo world. So, welcome back, Gordo. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Always is. Um, right, we, we, we've, uh, some people may or may not know that you've uh, been working away on a little business venture and you've got uh, something up and rolling. Maybe just give us a little bit of background on what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So uh, the site's called endurancecorner.com. And what we've done is there's two components to the site. The first part is a free training library, as well as my, uh, my blogs, as well as Alan's blogs. We pulled that into one location. So I kind of took my greatest hits uh, from the last 10 years in terms of writing. I reviewed them, reworked them sorted them and uploaded into a library section uh, that's open to the public my blogs there uh, as well so the idea is a free online training resource for endurance athletes the second component is uh, triathlon training programs and what we've done is we've set up a Ironman training engine uh, for Ironman training uh, and the way it works is uh, the athletes can dial the intensity up and down depending on what they're looking at. So level one is kind of just give me the key workouts, get me through the race, all the way up to level five, which you pretty much have to quit your job to get through level five. Uh, but I wanted to make sure. It, it, it's neat because, you know, sometimes people will take a week off and they're like, well, I want to do a training camp. Well, if you just dial a program up to level five, you got instant training camp. Um, and then we've also got some variability in there. Depending on what day of the week you like to do your biggest training day, you can choose Saturday or Wednesday or whatever day you want. And then all the other workouts automatically shift uh, relative to your biggest training day. So you don't end up overloading yourself because I, I like to split the key workouts across the week. So this, That's pretty much how it works. 
Is this um, so? It's a, it's a piece of software that you've worked on, or is it somebody behind the scenes um, putting everything in place? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, well, somebody's me. So I, I, I built. <laughs> I mean, I, I built a huge uh, matrix. So the 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 site is powered by. It's a forty-five week plan. So if you think about forty-five rows, and then in terms of columns. Well, you pretty much have, I mean, I, I built it so there's up to four slots per day, but you know, no working athlete's going to be training four times a day, seven days a week. So in reality, there's about 15 slots in a week. Uh, so you got a 45 by 15 matrix, and then you have to develop the logic for which workouts go where in a, uh, in a given week for a, for a given level of training. So I, I built... I built all that. I wrote out the logic, and then I hired a programmer to actually create uh, the database uh, that runs everything. So right now, the nice thing about having the platform done for Ironman is the next step is to do half Ironman programs. And the way I'm going to build that is I'm going to have a half Ironman program, which is like stepping up to the distance, which is you're coming from short and going long. And that's going to have an endurance focus because you're going longer than you've ever gone before. And then I'm going to have the other alternative will be stepping down, which will be an Ironman athlete who is then shifting to half Ironman uh, races. And that's going to have a little bit more muscular endurance type work. So that's going to be how I handle that. And obviously, the next step after that is to wrap my head around short course. But I'm going to focus on half Ironman next. And, and then we'll just go shorter and broaden the portfolio over time. That's when you can hire me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. You know, I was like, well, I'm looking for, you know, going long. The second edition's coming out end of January. So it's, it's ten, I'm looking for a partner to help me write going short. So. <laughs> hey, um, have you tested a much good? Like, have you got people out in the real world actually trying and what kind of feedback are you getting? Yeah, yeah. So we've got so we we uh, some beta testers were actually kind enough to sort of jump on board because I didn't want to start selling the thing until I was yeah, totally. confident uh, that it would work. Uh, in terms of the workouts, yeah, the workouts themselves have been tested over the last ten years. I mean, really, I'm taking my favorite my favorite sessions uh, that I've used for the last few years and that I picked up from guys like Molina and Joe Friel and Dave Scott, and I, I've sort of coded them in. Uh, to the program. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the workouts are proven. Uh, what we are doing is we're, I, I'm trying to, the reason I set this thing up is I want to leverage my ability to connect with athletes. And the nice thing is where the technology is on the web right now, uh, you know, I'm able to do things like video office hours and I can talk to an athlete in Norway and an athlete in Queensland at the, at the same time. Uh, so we can set up, basically, we just set up a webinar for the members. Uh, they can ask me questions, and then we can go back and forth. And it's a neat way for me to connect with people that might have been reading my blog for a few years or bought the book. Um, and it also lets me uh, reduce, basically, what I charge. Because normally, you know, I'm charging 500 U.S. a month for the one-on-one -on -one coaching, and, you know, the way the economy is right now, that's a lot of money for somebody. And so what I wanted to do was use technology to let me leverage myself so I can talk to more people at the same time. And then everybody benefits because I can take down the cost of the, of the coaching program for everybody. Great. 
So if somebody signs up, what do, what do they sort of get? And do you have different levels? No, there's just one level. You, you know, uh, people are asking for discounts, and some some folks wanted to say, you know, can I can I come on and just be self coached and ask questions on the forum? But uh, you know, I don't want to be sitting there wondering if you know if somebody if somebody asks me a really detailed question and I got to spend a half hour or an hour writing out an answer for them. I don't want to have like a premium client and then a you know a budget client or something. I want everybody to be treated the same. So I mean the price point's pretty fair. I mean it's it's twenty five bucks a week, and, and if you sign up if you sign up for the whole year, it's a twelve percent discount, uh, and and that's sort of how we how we handle the pricing. What was the second half of the question? Um, so it's more or less so. so if, if if say I signed up, um, how much access would I be able to get to you? Oh, well, I'm on the thing. I mean, I'm on the thing, you know, all day long, uh, you know, asking questions. One of the nice things is, you know, with, with, the, with the site expanding gradually, so we're, sort of, we're signing up about a person a day right now. It's really good because it lets me get stuck into somebody's annual training plan. We can have a bit of a conversation about their basic week, and we can kind of take it forward. So one of the things I'm trying to differentiate with is the coaching engine is really just the starting point for a conversation. So I, I show the person, you know, the, their next two weeks of training, and then they can play with it a bit on the system. But after they get it to a point where it looks about right, maybe, you know, I'm suggesting a swim on Thursday or, or, or a run on Friday, and that just doesn't work for them. Then what we do is we use the forum to fine-tune it so they get their own basic week structure, and then they know how to roll it going forward. What I found is, you know, like a few years ago, I used to spend all my time creating schedules and entering workouts and that, and there was no value added in that for the client. What I wanted to do was take out all that kind of back-end stuff, uh, make it just happen automatically, and then I can focus on the stuff where I really add value, which is workout analysis, uh, week structuring, uh, and keeping people motivated to get the key sessions done uh, rather than, you know, spending a bunch of time doing data entry somewhere, uh, which, you know, doesn't, doesn't add a lot of value. I mean, playing with people's workouts. Oh, well, that's exciting. And you've got a couple of uh, other guys there um, working with you as well. Maybe you just give us, shed a little light on them. Yeah, so uh, we got Alan Cousins, who's our uh, exercise physiologist, are sort of mad scientists. So in terms of the science, he's a lot stronger on that than me. Uh, so he kind of, for, for the people that really want to get technical, uh, Alan sort of kicks it around uh, with them. We've also got Justin Dare, uh, who's a member of the team, uh, smoking fast Ironman guy. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he was like in the 830s at Ironman Canada last year. Uh, and so he brings a lot of real world experience uh, to the site. I think, uh, I mean, his first Ironman was, you know, 12-something. I think he was in the 1240s, and he's managed to take, you know, four, over four hours out of his Ironman time over the last few years. So he's got a lot of real-world experience. He's also worked with Joe Friel for a long time, and so he brings, uh, you know, an athlete's understanding of some of Joe's protocols, which I have a lot of respect for, you know, having written a book uh, with Joe. And then we've got our uh, our resident doctor, uh, Dr. Jeff Schilt, Dr. J, multiple epic veteran. Uh, he he drops by 
Uh, he drops by a couple times a week, and he's he's there to keep basically to keep me from getting myself in trouble on uh, what he likes to call G medicine, which is uh, <laughs> when I start. I'm apparently sometimes I'm prone to. Uh, I mean, from an MD, he's kind of rolling his eyes at me. So, uh, if anything's medical related, I, I defer. I defer to him. And then the idea for the site, and really what I hope to bring as we expand uh, the membership, is to get to the point where I'm going to have a little bit of a budget so I can bring in other experts. So, ideally, uh, over time, for your, for your sort of for for a, a very reasonable monthly payment. It's not going to be just Gordo. I'd like to get to the point where it's like eight world-class uh, experts in all these different components. And then for an athlete, it'll be a really neat little network for them uh, in terms of experts and, and, and different people that will have dropped by. Oh, nice. If you need to do any uh, aerobics classes, I know That's some, right, mate. somebody Pretty sharp. <laughs> High kicks to I, me. <laughs> Well, if we need we need more women on the site, I mean we've got. Uh, <laughs> what do they mean? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, uh, female athletes add uh, a lot uh, to to a site. I mean, half the people I've coached over my career have been ladies, uh, and so far the signups are eighty twenty. So you know, if there's any ladies that listen to Ironman talk, uh, we'd love to have you involved. I mean, we've got Monica. My, my wife Monica, who drops by the site and, and sort of has a look around, and we've got a few ladies that have signed up. But uh, you know, that's a that's a market that I, I'd like to I'd like to get involved with. Get ready for a massive influx of I am talklessness. Oh, yeah. up. You better be ready. for Your it. business is gonna boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know you've got your book out. Book coming out is that out yet, or how far away is that? Uh, it's like uh, two. You know, it's it's uh, the the publisher had a few issues I think with you know they were taken over so I'm, I'm published by uh, uh, the people that do VeloPress, Insight Communications and their business was bought this year and I think as a result of that if people are wondering why you know on Amazon it said it was going to be ready last October and then it hasn't come out I think that was a reason a number of their titles uh, got delayed a little bit with the takeover um, but they've told me I mean I've ordered 130 copies for myself uh, and they've told me that it'll be in Boulder on January 26th, so people should be able to get it shortly thereafter. And is there much new stuff in there, or is it uh, just some some minor modifications? Uh, worth the wait, Johnny. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So what we did was we beefed up. Uh, we you know a lot's happened with power, uh, so we beefed up the power section. Uh, since we did the first edition, Joe wrote uh, with Dr. Cordain the Paleo Diet for Athletes, so we completely rewrote the nutrition section. Uh, we used to have an injury section, which was basically just a, a list of injuries. He <laughs> 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 was kind of like, yeah, if you got it, you better just rest and ice. You know, rice, rest, ice, compression, elevation. And, you know, Dr. J's uh, an orthopedic surgeon, and he said, you know, you know, he saw me train through an epic camp with Achilles tendonitis that had a had a bump on my Achilles that was the size of a peach pit. Uh, and he said, you know, Gord, you're, you're, what you do is a little bit different than what you're talking about with your book. Uh, and I was like, yeah, but, you know, you can't stop training. And he goes, well, why don't you kind of do a chapter that says that? And I said, well, why don't you do it? And so Jeff agreed uh, to write a chapter about how to – I mean, I don't want to say it's about how to train through injuries, but really it's about how to manage 
some injuries you can manage with active recovery and rest is not the best thing for a highly motivated athlete. You kind of you can get depressed and start binging and hitting the toast pretty hard. And uh, so what what we've done is we did a chapter on that, which I think turned out really well. And then we redid the structure of the book, so we put a lot more diagrams in there to make things clearer. And we also put in more workouts and then organized the workouts in a in a better way. So I think the product is way better. Uh, and as well, if you've got any li- listeners in Germany, they tell me they're going to translate the book into German. And so we're going to get our first foreign language edition uh, nice. out as well, which is kind of exciting for me. I never thought I'd write a book that would be in German. Nice. Daniel will be pleased. Yep. You know, Daniel's oh. a listener in Germany. Um, so we, we had a few other topics we wanted to, to quiz you on because we do get a lot of questions and sometimes we... Give out what we give. We do give our opinion, but we like to get other people's opinions as well. And a lot of time, um, things come back to nutrition, and we know that that's an area that you've spent a lot of time um, researching and focusing on. Um, yeah. So we, we know that some people can take it to the, the level you went you went to, which was uh, which which is too pretty far, <laughs> pretty pretty extreme, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I've witnessed it myself, and. Um, so, I mean, everybody, pretty much, I'd say nine people out of ten there generally want to try to lose weight. There's some really simple steps that you often recommend to people as, as starting points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the first thing is to remember that your nutrition is a bit of a sign in terms of the overall stress in your life. Uh, and uh, if you find that you're binging, and craving foods, uh, it's a sign that there's too much stress somewhere in your life. So you might be overreached from training, you might not be eating enough, you might not be eating often enough, and you need to address those things before you're going to be able to effectively apply any of the tips I'll come to in a second. So bear that in mind. Nutrition is really a signal. When it kind of, you know, when, when, I, when I'm feeling good about myself and I'm not too stressed out, it's actually pretty easy to eat well. But when I'm overtired or, you know, I mean, uh, I've been divorced before. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm happily married now to Monica. But, the, the, uh, you, you know, if you've ever tried to train for an Ironman when you're getting divorced, I mean, it's pretty tough to keep your nutrition together or even your life together because you're under so much stress. So that's the first thing to bear in mind. Now, some simple tips. Yeah. Um, uh, eat less sugar. I think if you, if you remember that, that's a good one. Uh, I think uh, fat storage is generally, uh, you know, if you spike your blood sugar, you're going to store more fat. And really, it's not so much about weight. What we're trying to do is we're trying to burn more fat and store less fat. And one way to do that is just eat less sugar. Uh, The second thing I'd like people to remember is eat real food. And what is real food? Well, real food is stuff that comes without an ingredient list on it. So, you know, like an apple or a piece of salmon or some quinoa, uh, those sorts of things. And when you have to eat processed food or or food that comes with a, uh, you know, with a list of ingredients on it, if you can try and keep to just, you know, food that has five ingredients in it, I think that's a pretty good uh, rule because odds are that's going to be relatively unprocessed. When you pick up, you know, if you pick up a loaf of bread and you don't even understand the first five ingredients, well, you know, you know that that's a highly processed uh, food group. And so that I, I just keep it really simple. So eat less sugar, eat real food. If you remember that, you, you're gonna you're gonna do well. Final thing is make incremental changes. 
don't try and go crazy on yourself. You know, if you're if you're used to eating relatively a relatively uh, low quality diet, you're not going to be able to change overnight. What the best you can hope for is kind of knock out about half your processed food and replace it with real food, and then you settle in on that for a few months, and then you do the same thing again, and before you know it and this is over a series of years, you'll find it relatively easy to have reprogrammed your habits so you just eat well uh, normally. What about guys who are maybe coming to the sport from maybe like a weights training background or a rugby or gridiron type of background who have got lots of muscle mass and really yeah. want to lose some muscle mass you know, without maybe losing too much strength and power? Yeah, now this is this is a really good uh, – if my buddy Ed is listening, I'm thinking of you, buddy, when I'm talking about this. Uh, <laughs> now – uh, another epic veteran, great guy, uh, very speedy uh, amateur athlete. Now, I think that you know, uh, muscle and fat are uh, similar in one way. They they both come onto your body relatively slowly. Uh, muscle, in particular, it can take you know the, these guys that have been playing rugby or gridiron. I mean, they might have spent. 15, 20, in some cases, you know, 25 years trying to put muscle onto their body. You're not going to be able to strip that off by starving yourself for six weeks. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I mean, you know, you're going to really stress yourself. So that's the first thing to remember. Uh, Weight and muscle, it comes on slowly and it comes off slowly. Another thing with muscle in particular is for your long-term health, that muscle is going to be pretty useful. So, you know, you might think it would be fun to strip, you know, I don't know, 10 kgs of muscle off your frame to run a fast 10K when you're 27 years old, but you might feel different about that when you're 47 uh, or 55. Uh, I mean, Hellemans is a really speedy guy, but he does get a little bit skinnier each year. Uh, same thing with myself. I mean, my, my quads, every year they shrink. Uh, and, 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 you know, and I can remember when I, when I first started with triathlon, I, I, was, I was a little bit bigger, although I never really had, you know, Bevan-type quads, but, you know, something to do with um, It's a milk boy in me. Yeah, and and I think I think you sort of need to remember that. So take a long term view. That muscle might come in handy later. I think if you want it, if you want to slim down, I mean, the, the you know, it's just eat right and do the training. Uh, and if you you know if you are a large uh, muscular guy, I would say run often rather than uh, run fast or run hard. I would say increase your run frequency. Get yourself to the point where you could run six times a week. Because it seems uh, of the three sports, running seems to have the most uh, catabolic effect uh, on the body. Uh, and that, you know, so eat right, run more often, and maintain perspective. Good. There you go, Bevan. There you got, go. got those tips. Well, luckily, I've lost all my muscle mass oh, anyway. Bevy. So. <laughs> I, I, Bevy, Bevy may look big, but he's also, I mean, he's got about 2% body fat, and, and the guy. <laughs> He's got a VO2 max of probably 75 as well, so he's, he's hardly hurting. <laughs> One other question that we've had a few times and we haven't answered because I don't have any experience with them myself is um, the use of power cranks. And I know uh, Luke Dragster was using them down at the Ashburton Half. Um, uh, uh, do you consider them a good tool for just Joe Average out there or, or are they just good for a particular, you know, just doing a bit of drill work? Yeah, I mean, uh, the... Uh 
Well, let's 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 take the uh, the man behind power cranks and kind of put him to one side because I think he can promote. Uh, some people get an emotional response when they think about Frank uh, because he is he is sort of a true believer with the product, and you need to be that way if you're an entrepreneur. Um, but let's just talk about the product itself and the way uh, it can be used. Now, I, I wrote on them. I mean, I've done up to. You know, I've done up to seven-hour rides on a set of power cranks, uh, so I feel qualified to kind of comment. Uh, I, I coach a number of athletes that use them. They, uh, they're useful, but they're not a magic bullet. Uh, I think the athletes where I like uh, using them in their program are athletes that, are, that have a really tough winter and they can't get outside. So they're going to be on the trainer a lot. Uh, so I coached a guy who was in, uh, you know, Illinois. I've coached uh, some people in Alberta. Uh, you know, folks that deal with a real winter and uh, not sort of one of those nice, pleasant uh, sort of Kiwi winters that you get down there. Um, and if you're going to be inside, if you're going to be inside all winter, you want to maximize your bang for your buck in terms of you want to max. If you're doing an hour on the trainer, you want to maximize that hour. And I think power cranks are good at that. Uh, because they they are difficult, uh, and in terms of a, a workout, uh, you know it's it's on par with an hour of running in terms of the load it puts on you. But there's a couple of things you got to bear in mind uh, when you're using power cranks. You tend to de-emphasize your downstroke, uh, and you need to be training your downstroke because at the end of the day, you go fast from putting power. Uh, into your drivetrain, and your hip flexors are not going to be holding 300 watts for an hour. I mean, they're just not strong enough. You got to be using those major muscle groups on your downstroke. So I use, I never use power cranks exclusively with my athletes. And long-term users of power cranks will tend to notice that their downstroke can get weaker if they don't do specific training uh, to address that. In terms of racing with them, no way I'd race with them. Uh, even if I trained, even if I trained with them a lot, I want to save my hip flexors uh, for running. Now, uh, there's there is a lot of discussion about power cranks improving uh, running, and I think the mechanism they do is, I mean, similar to when you're running hills, you got to lift your foot up and you got to learn to fire uh, the ability to kind of lift. Uh, you know, draw that foot up. That's a key part of running economy as opposed to swinging a long pendulum with a straight leg. Uh, so I can see for some people that tend to run with straight legs, uh, the power cranks would train that and that might make them more uh, a more efficient runner. So, yeah, so, you know, that's kind of my, my take. I mean, they're useful, uh, but, you know, no magic bullet. And, you know, if you did the same volume of training on you know on a regular bike i think you get similar uh similar results the the issue is when you use them you, you actually get you know you get a little bit extra particularly if you're using them on a trainer so we're looking down the uh the webcam here we can't see a see a double chin there so you've been uh, keeping yourself fit it's <laughs> got a kid now mate <laughs> yeah actually yeah the uh dude i am a snowshoeing fiend so I've, I've, I've been logging a lot of time above 10,000 feet here in the Rockies, uh, cruising around up high, doing some backcountry stuff, uh, making, sure, making sure I get outside every single day for something, and then twice a week, 
kind of doing, uh, it's normally, it's normally about a four hour trip. Uh, I mean, I, I've gone as long as six and a half. Uh, I, I, last Thursday, I sort of cruised up to the divide and back, uh, got a, got to kind of keep my options open. Uh, and we, we've got a training camp coming up in Tucson the first week of April, uh, details on endurancecorner.com. And, uh, and I need to make sure that I'm going to be ready for that. So been staying fit. Yeah. Are you racing this year? Good. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get through Epic camp and we've been known to do a few races there. Uh, <laughs> Never. So, <laughs> I mean, we got like, I think we got three tour stages lined up in eight days combined with, uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, so I gotta be ready for that. Uh, I, I really want to do the length of New Zealand camp at the beginning of 2010, uh, for, for Molina's 50th. And, uh, and I think, and to leave myself room to be fit enough in January, 2010, I want to start this year really late so that I'm not fried and I can kind of hold my fitness through to January and, and kind of do a, a season that, that, uh, straddles the new year next year. That that's kind of my overall game plan. So I haven't signed up for any races yet. Uh, just focusing on sort of staying fit, doing the training camps, and getting the website up and running. Mm, good. So yep, you'll be you'll be missed out here on Epic Camp New Zealand. But yeah, we've got France coming up in uh, June, and then the length of New Zealand. I mean, so New Zealand is pretty big. Is that? Have you, are, are we actually doing it? Because I I didn't know that we'd convinced uh, Melina. Well, I'll, I'll convince him. I've got I've got eight days coming up to convince him. I days to convince him. <laughs> just, just, just get him loaded and make him agree to it in public. <laughs> so no, he'll be in for it, I'm sure. He loves the challenge. Anyway, we'll let you crack on to that uh, back onto that website. And um, thank you very much for your just, time. Just quickly again, the website's endurancecorner.com. And if you're looking for the options Gordo has talked about, check it out. We'll put a link to it on our website. Dub dub dub. I am talk me. Yeah, it's I am talk now, Gordo. Got to make a note of that. Yeah. Oh, you did, oh, you I did am actually warn us about that. I remember I got an email from your John saying Gordo should he shouldn't do use Iron Man, but <laughs> and we've decided to change <laughs> our ways. <laughs> well, we're kind of pushed to change our ways. Yeah, we got a letter. We got about five yes. <laughs> We tried to dig our heels in for a while, but they were too keen. <laughs> no, that's just a crater. They got they got more lawyers. <laughs> anyway, we thank you very much for your time, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you in the middle of the year. Sweet. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. Sponsors. Okay, Jonbo, you bring up, You tell me which one to talk about, and I'm going to bring up the website. We've got Athlinks.com first up. Shout out Athlinks. Tell uh, me about John. The new thing on Athlinks, if you go to their homepage, previously you could only search by uh, race or athlete. Now you can go on there and search by uh, results, members, clubs, events, and expos. So quite a bit more opening up for you there. Um, so, so like, let's say I want to look at the Canterbury Triathlete Club. Can I do this? Click on clubs and you just uh, do a search for Canterbury, or you'd um, you know wherever you are in the world, you just put in maybe your your city name, and it'll probably bring up all the clubs in the area. So if we go, let's just try this. Whoops, see, I'm not clicking the right one there. But if we go clubs, this is this is great radio here, or great podcasting here, isn't it? We've been a few oh, pauses. We're loving it. Yeah, 
they love this. They always write to us, so we love the pauses. <laughs> the pauses are fantastic. Uh, okay, so what I did, I, I typed in uh, London under clubs. So it brings up all the clubs that are listed in the London area. You've got the Clapham Chasers. You've got full-on triathlon, the Kingfisher Triathletes, one Aldwych Triathlon Club, um, Out to Try London, Serpentines, and Try London. And they've obviously all been on there because they've all got their, their logos on there. So um, that's what you want to do. Um, and if you clubs, if you know that you've got clubs in your area, and enc- encourage them to get on there. And it can be a great way for you guys, for, for people to network on the site um, and hook up with training mates and stuff. Because you know the reality is most clubs have got very very basic websites and they don't have the functionality for the members to sort of communicate. So you know get get your club involved here and and likewise get um, local businesses involved that you know if they're looking for, for new customers or they want to communicate better with you guys get encourage them to get involved as well and um I yeah the thing is as well is strong, that for a club yeah. it's cheap because it doesn't cost you anything you know like to set up a website to maintain a website you know if you've got someone within the club who's a bit of a web geek sure they can do it cheap but you know it's free on Ethlink, so it's a bit of a no-brainer <laughs> Yeah, so get on there. Make sure you get all your events up there. I'll be getting my latest result up there shortly. And, uh, and uh, yeah, athlinks.com. Okay, Coffees of Hawaii. I'm just on their website right now. And we've been talking a lot about the gifts over Christmas time. And, and uh, you know what? I do think the gifts are a great idea. But one thing you can do when you go into gift giving is actually get a gift card so the person can then go onto Coffees of Hawaii's website and they can choose the coffee they like because sometimes it's hard to know what kind of style someone would like in coffee. Sure, you could do some research, but it's just easier sometimes to buy a card. <laughs> so they've got some gift cards, and they'll mail out the card to the recipient, um, and then they can go on the website and they can use the code from the card to then order the coffee and get it sent to them. So if you're actually thinking of using a gift, if you're not sure what kind of coffee the person would like, you can definitely do that. Now, just one thing, because I'm a bit in love, Jombo, and you know I'm a bit more romantic. Well, you know, yeah. John, when you're in love, love life's good. And um, they have Valentine gift tins. Nice. You're going to learn one of these, aren't you? And with that, you get roses, I think. Crikey. They're going over the top here. I know. You must get flowers because you've got flowers in the photo. So February, the, uh, February the 14th, isn't it? Yep. Have you started mm-hmm. organising your present? Yep, definitely. <laughs> yep. No, our anniversary is uh, a couple of days after that, so... Say, say, big one. I had my stag do on Valentine's Day. It was fantastic. I, I didn't. I couldn't make it, but I remember seeing the photos. You look pretty. I remember. Yep. Pretty. Yeah. No, pretty is probably good. appropriate way of saying it. That's right. So, <laughs> coffees of Hawaii. I, I agree. Vouchers are the, are the way to go when you're, you're getting gifts and you're not quite sure. I'm off to a wedding in a, a few weeks' time, and they've got some um, options of getting vouchers that are, haven't got a wedding list, and it's always hard to buy people for people at weddings. I suppose you could buy people coffee for, for a wedding gift, but you probably want to buy a fair, fair whack of it. But gift vouchers are always fantastic well, presents. So. I do think coffee's a good gift because, you know, like lots of people just love coffee, you know, and to buy a really nice coffee and, and the gift tins and all that, I think people would really appreciate it. Eh? So definitely consider that one. And then lastly, we have trybos.com. Craig Alexander all over the front page with his Jiro uh, Help. They did well stickers. Craig because, you know, like you couldn't have backed a better person, really. Uh, so I think they uh, they got on board with him after his first success in Kona, Kona um, when he was finished second place. And it, yeah, it was a good uh, a good train to get onto when he took it out this year. They've still got our whole logo up there, Bevan, but we'll uh, we'll let that ride. Um, yeah, no, because they did but, come up with that logo, so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna say that's all right. <laughs> and uh, one thing that if you haven't had a listen, I was still on Tribos. I've they've got their um, interview with Crowy um, 
from Kona. So if you haven't had a listen to that and you want to find a bit of extra content to listen to when you're going through your, your winter training sessions for the Northern Hemisphere athletes, uh, get on there. Of course, there's always the deals. You've got the swimming gear, you've got well, the biking gear. I'm, got, I'm looking at yeah. female stuff right now. So if you're a female and you want like a two times you try top, you can get them on here for $20 US. That's, nice. That's really cheap. Like two times you in New Zealand for something like that, you'd be paying like 80 to 100 bucks. So like they're to feel you get a little bit ripped off. <laughs> yeah. And yep. so, you know, if you want to get some product, you know, get the, the, just the products really cheap. You've got two-time use running singer, 18 US. So, you be, you know, like in New Zealand, you'd be paying about 30 bucks. If you can get a you know, few friends together, order some stuff together, and you get free international shipping at over $500, you know, they've got some great deals here. And for, for, for patriotic Americans who want to, put their hand on their heart and say, I'm, I'm proud of the US survey. If you go to the Tri Gear section, they've got a, a feature, a featured item and you can get a USA latex cap by TYR for four bucks. Black cap with USA flag all over it. They've got a woman's t-shirt here by DeSoto. Is that how I say it? DeSoto. DeSoto. God, I'll get it right one day. Um, seven bucks. Nice. Yeah, it was 36. So, get on there, team. Get on there. Trybuyers.com, you're one stop try shop. Nice. We've never said that before, have we? You just noticed that, didn't you? <laughs> nice. What else do we have to talk about, Jonbo? Um, if anybody wants to help us out getting to Kona, um, things are progressing quite nicely. So we're, we're definitely going to be there, but we're, um, we're still need to help. We're going to do next lot of nicknames at the end oh, of yeah. Epic Camp. We'll do that once we get back from Epic Camp. We've got a few backed up. So, um, yeah, we're going to Kona. We're going to be doing great shows from Kona. I was thinking about it yesterday, John. We're going to be working our butts off when we're in Kona. Well, I'm going to ride the course one day, so we're going to have to factor in some 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 training time, and I want to run the full oh, courses. So you're taking your bike over, are you? I'm, I may have to do some live reporting out on the course. Um, so yeah, no, we've got to factor in time to. We've got we've got to do an Ironman when we're over there, Ben. Okay, to, that's what we'll do. We'll do the, the IM talk, Ironman within yep. the time. So okay. it's going to split the split course. I'd say we'll do the full bike one day. We'll do the. Um, <clears throat> probably the energy lab part of the run one day and then we'll do the other stretch out to um oh, so we're well, do a marathon? well no we'll do the marathon but we may split that into um two, two half okay. as long as and, uh, we get the distance done exactly and we'll certainly swim the course one day as well so that's our that's our challenge we've probably got about a week to do it uh and uh yeah gonna have some great podcasts over there if you want to get involved um you can donate on the imtalk.me page everybody who goes uh, donates is going to go in a, in a draw to win. Uh, we're going to have some good prizes from from all our sponsors, um, and that'll be drawn closer to the time. Just one thing, I've actually this may not be necessarily for you guys, but um, I've started this thing. It's mainly for Christchurch people called RaceTeam.co.nz. It's a basically a kind of group training towards the Christchurch Half Marathon. The idea is that there'll be two training runs a week with a group, and then you'll get your program, your coach support, email support, and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you know anyone who's interested in doing a half marathon, check out the website. It's www.raceteam.co.nz. It's really for Christchurch people, but if you know someone, check it out. It's lots of interest and it's going to be great, as I say. Very good. Yeah. Nice. Other than that, anything else? Uh, don't think so. I'm, no, I'm mantalk at gmail.com. I can say that. Um, yep. Amazon, whatever. Okay, John. If you're, if you're gonna, well, what have I been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? I've, uh, no, what have I been then? You said if you're going to... Um, if you're going to book any travel, um, check out going through Expedia through our website as well. Helps okay. us out. Okay, then what are you up to, Jonbo? Tell me about your life. Uh, I am still having huge frustrations at my house with uh, with no internet access. They're trying oh, to so dig you still a cable. Don't have it. Still don't have it. It's just oh, it's really? killing me. 
it's really it is actually a real I can live without the internet but um, personal level but not with my working side of things so it's uh, it's a real pain in the ass but the pool is fantastic really the pool. in the pool every day it's just been so hot and so I'm loving that yeah and, time to have a pool isn't it Oh, it's great, and um, and I haven't had to do much work on it yet because uh, because you know it's still all clean and everything from from the previous owner, so it's all good. And but you're doing, you know, because you know when you move, when you look at a house before you buy it, you just think it's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it, and then when you're in there for a couple of weeks, you think, oh, actually that cupboard doesn't open, and that. Are you having yeah, a bit no, of that? Got a couple of things going on that we need to get sorted out. So, um, yeah, I'm actually going to be reaching out to somebody in the IM Talk community today for a few little uh, favours. So <laughs> it's not what you know. <laughs> exactly. How did you race on the weekend? I raced Timaru uh, Olympic distance, part of the national series. Yeah. Had a great swim. I was really pleased with my swim. I was with the leaders uh, through the first lap and uh, had, had a bit of a schoolboy error in the second lap, but I couldn't really be avoided. I actually got dropped. Um, about two, about halfway through the second lap, it was a two-lap course, but they just put this massive surge in, and, and as try as I might, I couldn't, I just couldn't keep up. So, ended up coming out of the swim about 20 seconds down on the leaders, which was a, there, there were some really good swimmers, Brian Rhodes, um, and some other good local athletes. So Rhodes I was, I was yeah, Rhodes is in Christchurch, right. so I was, I was stoked to be that close um, coming out of the swim. Bike was uh, as per normal, pretty, pretty miserable. Um, biked pretty badly and uh and then came home with a with a i think second fastest run split so i was quite pleased with that that was just smoking hot um really really very hot so that was pretty uncomfortable but now i ended up fourth so um i was uh satisfied with that um Do you know Don, i've done the timaru triathlon and i got fourth too did you yeah this is years uh, ago this is yeah you sure yep fourth overall yeah <laughs> oh, okay years ago this is like my second year of ironman I had the okay. fastest run by a country mile. I did like 33 or 32. I smashed it. You did the, the full course? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> You're doubting me, John. I've got pictures oh. of me running in speedos down the streets of Timaru. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll check with my sources on that one. Where's <laughs> um, the love in this relationship? <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, life is going to be uh, become epic camp for this week. And Am I just sure? get refreshed. Oh. Preparation for that. <laughs> and Bevan, how about you? Anything exciting happening in your world? Oh, it's a big week for me in my aerobics world this week. I'm up in Auckland and we do my, the DVDs get sent all around the world. So um, I'm up doing that. It's high pressure. They, 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 they demand way too much from me, but that's what you've got to do. So I've got, I got that on. Uh, you need it. What's that? I can hear people crying all around the world. You've got a tough life. Oh, it's pretty tough stuff. You know, the pressure is on. So we film, and there's, like, when we film the class, there's about six film crew there. It costs them like hundreds of thousands of dollars to produce. So um, we're doing that. Um, tell you what's really cool, and this is only really question people game, but the Buskers Festival is on. We went to a few things of those over the weekend. That was really cool. Took my daughter to, oh, i tell you what I did the other day. So I took my daughter to the movie Twilight. Have you heard of that? No. Okay, I didn't think you would have. <laughs> It's kind of like a teenager kind of vampire movie. Oh, you know what? It was actually okay. And we don't have a car, so we bike to the movie theater. And then after the movies, I unlocked the bikes and Tyler went off. And you know when you're running along, you run along with enthusiasm, you jump on your bike and you keep riding? Yeah. Well, I ran yeah. along with enthusiasm, jumped, and I somehow missed the bike. So I, I face-planted on the ground. Like I smashed myself. Aye. Looked real bad. And everyone runs up and are you okay? Are you okay? And I just felt like a right cock. So I just <laughs> got on my bike and rode away as fast as possible. Yeah. Leap of faith, that's what that's called, the ITU leap of faith. Did the leap of faith. and I don't know how I did it, but I jumped, 
and my, my, I didn't get my leg over or something, and I was just like, oh no. And uh, but luckily the good old genius bike held up and couldn't get your leg over, eh? <laughs> I couldn't get my leg. Over. I'm getting older, mate. That's what happens when you get a little bit older. Good. I guess see the doctor. Oh, uh, well, uh, wrap it up there. So next week's show is going to be a little bit different because we're going to be on Epic Camp and it's pretty much Epic Camp interviews. I'm actually missing the first two days of Epic Camp because I'm off work, so which is a good scheme actually because it's the big days. So, um, but on Tuesday or Wednesday it depends on when you normally get the show. But we're going to release the show, the first show, on that day, and then from there we're going to be doing like every other Epic Camp, having shows out every day of that week, uh, which will be pretty full on. But it's how I roll. Yep. Good week. Okay. Yep. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia yeah. Kaha. We nailed that ending. Good work.